0: the first time. We sometimes confuse that. So as we light our second candle today, let us be reminded that one day Jesus is going to come and he will part that eastern sky and he's coming back this time not as a baby in the manger but as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen? So Advent in our church is a reminder that our Lord is coming again. And it's a good time to rejoice in that very fact. This morning I want to talk to you about where does our joy come from? Where does our joy come from? You know, it's it's a good thing to know. It's it's wonderful to see one of my Facebook friends here. And so um, it's kind of all the way from Texas. Yay! And she made it all the way through the hurricanes, and uh, the winds, and the rain, and all that. And now she's coming up here, and uh, she's up here right now. I don't know what her plans is. You'll have to ask her. And so, um, <clears throat> because we're taping now, I'll just get into the sermon, but it's so good to see you! And so, um, praise God, we've missed you around here. So, praise God. Thank you for for those who know I've been under the, Lorraine, I've been under the weather since uh, Thursday, or Thursday, I think I was coming down with it on Wednesday, but um, this thing's really hit us. I had to go see the doctor this week and uh, um, for for other things, and uh, I was just miserable while I was there. So he checked me over and says, yeah, you just gotta let it run its course. It's a virus and there's nothing we can do about it. Just let you be, just be miserable. Get a lot of rest this weekend, except for when you have to go to church. And uh, so that was good. It's okay. I'm all right. God's going to help me, and I have to rely on His anointing. And I'm glad for His anointing and His touch this morning. That's the reason why I was giving everybody elbow bumps this morning. But it is good to know where, to find out where our joy comes from. We're going to be looking at several different scriptures But I want to let you know, the first thing we're going to look at is joy is in the house of the Lord. Joy is in the house of the Lord. There's several reasons why he says, do not neglect the assembling of yourselves together. It's not man's idea to have us assemble every Sunday morning for church. It was God's idea. And he says, don't neglect it as some do. Okay? Okay. Don't do that, because there's certain reasons. It's hard to live the Christian life when you're all alone. Come on. Especially in the culture we live in. The culture we live in rejects what the Bible teaches. Look at at the lack of forgiveness out there. Kathy Lee Gifford got attacked all over the internet this week. Why? Because she said we're all going to have to forgive Matt Lauer. And she got attacked for that. As a Christian woman, of course, Kathleen Lee Gifford's gonna tell us we gotta forgive. That was always the hallmark of being an American. We always forgave those who sinned. And now we get upset and we want everybody's head to roll. When do we become Wonderland? You know Alice in Wonderland? The queen was always, yeah, anybody who ticked her off, she wanted their heads to roll off with their heads. It's just we're so angry in this country. And we've got to get back to what the Word of God says. We need to become forgiving. We need to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. We need to know that none of us are perfect. Only one was perfect, and his name was Jesus Christ. And so one of the reasons why he says don't neglect coming to the house of the Lord is so that we can remind each other what the Word of God has to say. And also to let us know that we're not in it alone our by ourselves. We're not alone. And <clears throat> we get strength from coming together. Hey, does everybody here... Nobody here has struggles, right? Nope. No, nobody has struggles. Nobody struggles with a thing. But you know what? When we come together... <clears throat> course, we know that's silly. We all have struggles. But when we come together, we can help each other with those struggles. This is why I'm saying, in Sunday school, we got to learn how to um, share what goes on in our church with others. We, 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 need to, we need to be the best advertisement by letting Jesus shine through us to others. Because our word of mouth has to get better about what God is doing here because there's so many people who feel rejected and alone in our community. Did you know that? They don't know there's a place like this where they can come and be loved no matter, no matter what they are, no matter what they look like, no matter um, how they act. when they, We just want to love people into the kingdom of God. And, and they need to know there's a place in our community where they'll be accepted and loved, and so where they can meet Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Isn't that what attracted all of us to this church? Let's get back to the, to the message. The other reason why we need to assemble it together is there's joy in the house of the Lord. Let's look at Isaiah 56, verses 3 through 8. And, and I want you to listen to these words because... there's some interesting things here I'm going to point out. Do not let the son of the foreigner... Okay, right away, I want to point out so that you get on this right away. You all are foreigners. Anybody here born a Jew? Okay. All of you us then are foreigners. Listen to this. Do not let the son of the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord speak, saying, The Lord has utterly separated me from his people. Nor let the eunuch, that's somebody who, that's a male person who can't have kids at all. Nor let the eunuch say, for for different reasons, most of them were made that way. Nor let the eunuch say, they were kind of looked down upon, okay? That's what you got to get in your mind. Nor let the eunuch say, Here I am, a dry tree. For, the, for thus says the Lord, To the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths and choose, choose what pleases me and hold fast my covenant, even to them I will give in my house and within my walls a place and a name Better than that of sons and daughters, I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. You see what God is doing? I'm going to take you from a place of not respect to a place of great respect. You're going to be allowed in my house. To the sons of the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to serve Him and to love the name of the Lord, to be his servants, everyone who keeps from defiling the Sabbath, <coughs> everyone who keeps from defiling the sabbaths, and holds fast my covenant, then I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Remember Jesus said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. This is where he's quoting from. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. The Lord God who gathers the outcasts of Israel says, Yet I will gather to him others besides those who are gathered to him. And that verse again talks about us. Because of Jesus Christ... He gathers us to Him in our salvation. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this word today and I thank you for your anointing to preach it. I thank you, Lord, that all the words I would have to say would have come from you. And Lord, I need your help this morning in your strength and I thank you for it. And I thank you, Lord, the anointing be so strong it'll touch everyone here today and we would have ears to hear from you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this message. In Jesus' name, amen. With Jesus' work on the cross, he opened the veil to all of us. Before Jesus died on the cross, only the Jews were accepted. Only the Jews could come and worship before Jesus Christ, before God. Only they could come into the place of sacrifice and give their sacrifice upon the altar. But what Jesus did when he died on the cross, he opened the veil. And now we Gentiles, we foreigners, don't have to stand in the courts of the Gentiles looking inward, wishing we could be part of the worship of God and bring our own sacrifice before the Lord. He opened the veil, and according to this, we can come with our own sacrifice before the Lord. Isn't that cool? Did you see what he called us? He called us outcasts. No wonder God loves all of us funny looking people. He likes all of us out... Oh my word, come on. I'm not going to ask how many has tattoos here. I'm not going to ask how many people think they look funny. Come on. I'm not going to ask how many people think they're out of shape or in shape. And besides, round is a shape, so stop picking on people who are round. Come on. I'm not going to ask how many think they're smart or dumb. How many's gotten a label over times? People have given you labels, teachers, edu- you know, given labels on you. I'm not going to ask all that. I'm not going to ask what your struggles are, because God says, I love the outcast. And I accept you. Because of Jesus' work on the cross. Now, isn't that good news? Can you say amen for that? Amen. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Yeah. <laughs> That's our victory sound. He accepts us. Amen. Doesn't matter if we look like we're, from the, we're off the lucky charms box or not. <laughs> <laughs> he loves redheads, he loves blondes who are blonde. <laughs> He loves us all. When we get saved, we can approach that throne of grace. And it was very dramatic. When Jesus died, the Bible testifies that the veil was rent from top to bottom, not bottom to top. It means that God himself tore the veil open our prayers can come right to the mercy seat of God. And we find acceptance. We find acceptance with the Lord. I just love that. Isaiah, all those years before Jesus came, is talking about the foreigner, talking about the eunuch, talking about the outcast. And he's saying, if we keep his Sabbaths, if we delight in, the, in God, we can come into his presence and our sacrifices will be accepted. I love that. And it's all because of Jesus. And he says here, and I will bring them to my holy mountain And make them joyful in my house of prayer. Oh, glory to God. We need to act joyful this morning. Oh, it was fun. Worship team was fun this morning. Oh, the joy of the... I'm not going to start that all over again. (laughs) That was good. That was good. They still got more surprises for us. I don't know what all their surprises are. I'm, I, I'm looking forward to the next several weeks. I was even thinking, I'd probably encourage them to keep going. <sighs> Glory to God. Because it's adding to our worship and appreciation of Jesus. So in Jesus, then, we find our joy, do we not? In Jesus, we have joy to the world. The Lord is come. So we're supposed to have, the second thing we have, where does how do we find joy, is joy we find in worship. We find our joy in worship. Psalm 95. I'm going the wrong way. Psalm 95. Verses 1 through 7. Psalm 95, 1-7 says, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to Him with psalms. <coughs> For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all gods. In His hands are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are His also. The sea is His, for He made it. And His hand formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God. And we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Today, if you will hear... His voice. So we find joy in worship. And let me tell you something, folks. It should be reflected in our faces. (coughs) Come on. If we truly would get into praise and worship, it would be reflected in our faces. I remember going to camp meeting in Chicagoland. The great Steve Brock was there to preach and Nancy Harmon and her or, she, she was still traveling with that golden organ of hers. And I'll tell you what, we went there we had a friend that came with us who stuttered horribly. I mean, really stuttered, every word. You know, had, had to work to, to, to get it out. Kind of like Mel Tillis. Yeah. You know? We went to that camp meeting. Steve Brock Preach down heaven. And I'll tell you what, he took his tie that night and he just cut it up. Took this beautiful tie and just cut it up with the scissors. And he gave them out to people who really needed a miracle for God. He prayed for everybody, but he he really did that. And she got a hold of one of those. As soon as she touched it, her stuttering went away. But I'll tell you what, when we got done, we, we got back to the car. And we looked at each other's faces, and they seemed like they were glowing, because we had been in the presence of God. It should be—if we would really get into praise and worship, our faces would reflect it. Amen. Because when you get into the presence of God, you can't help but reflect His presence. When Moses spent 40 days with the Lord up on the top of the mountain, he came down not realizing his face shone so brightly the people couldn't look on it. They said, Moses, you are in the presence of God. We can't look at his presence. Oh my word, how I wish they had a different attitude. And Moses from then on had to wear a veil over his face when he was with the people. Oh, how we should long to be in the presence of our Lord. And as we just read, we can come into His presence. Isaiah says we can come into the very presence of God. He'll bring us right into His throne room. Oh, that should be our aim during our worship time when we're singing. To come into God's presence so we can feel Him and hear from Him. Our, our worship should be in our actions. And I'm not talking about clapping and shaking your tambourine and jumping up and down and putting your hands in the air. That's all wonderful actions to have. But it should be reflected in our actions that we're open to what the Holy Spirit would have us to do. It should be reflected in our actions as we leave church. It should be reflected in our actions as we work through the week. Why do you think we got to come back together on Wednesday to get recharged up? Because life is hard, but we need each other. <clears throat> that's, why, that's why on Wednesday night we start with singing. We sing until, and it's, been, it's done our, our focus and our wanna good to start with singing before the Lord. Because we want to bring honor to Him. But our actions should reflect our worship. The result is we will feel God's presence. Worship is not a time when we sit back and we watch the show. Worship is participation. We are all part of. The, we are all one part of the game, and it takes all of us to get the win. I don't know how many here are Viking fans, but do you think the Vikings would be winning? and being able to do duck-duck-goose in the end zone, or sitting down eating a Thanksgiving meal in the end zone, or bowling in the end zone, or taking those (laughs) selfies on the sidelines together. Um, If it weren't working together, do you think the bison would be heading to another championship if they didn't work together? Oh, but for the... By the way, for all my southern friends listening out there, the coach of San Diego just compared the bison to Alabama. Thank you. <laughs> Go Bama. Go bison. But if we were to worship, truly get into worship, we will feel God's presence. I'll tell you what, when I was in Bible College, we would come to chapel services and we were in one accord with one mind. We wanted to worship the Lord. And I'll tell you what, so many times it was like in the, in the corner of the room, in the corner of the church all of a sudden it was like a wind would come through and God's wind of worship would come through and we were in the presence of God. I don't know how many times we ended up going to class late because of what was happening in chapel service. I'm telling you, we can have that here in our church if we would just seek the Lord and seek His presence and want to touch Him and want to please Him in our worship. The other place that joy comes from, joy comes from God's Word. Let's go over to the New Testament, John 15. John 15 and verse 11. I was wondering in my mind this morning is putting the Scripture up there getting us away from learning how to get around our Bibles? I, I remember when years ago, before we had all this wonderful techn- technology, new people would come to church, never been used their Bibles, but in no time they could find their way around the Bible. It was so cool. They, I, I sometimes wonder, but no, we'll, we'll keep putting them up there. John 15, verse 11 says, These things I have spoken to you. That you're. Wait, wait, wait a second. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Jesus wants us to have his fullness of joy. He says here he wants his joy to remain in us. So, how do we do this? The clue is found in his opening sentence. These things I have spoken to you. Hmm. These things I have spoken to you. In order to to be full of God's joy, we need to be full of His Word. His Word is a great treasure that lasts eternally. We know we are full with the Word because we keep His commandments, which in turn gives us the fullness of joy. And let me say something. We don't just keep his commandments that we like. Can can I just tell you something? Our opinion doesn't count for much when it's opposed to the opinion of God. T.D. Jakes was asked by Oprah once about a certain thing. And she says, well, and, and she was, you know, we've we got to do it because, you know, we got to be accepting. And so she's trying to get T.D. Jakes to agree with her. And he says, it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter at all what I think, T.D. Jakes told her. He says, it's what God thinks that matters. And what God says on the matter is what I'm going to go by. Probably the best thing he probably ever said. You want to have joy? Live this. You want to have joy? Keep his commandments. The ones you like, the ones you don't care for. Keep them. Submission to the Lord brings joy. And Jesus said here, I want, what does he say? I want that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Let me tell you something about joy. Joy is not happiness. It's not euphoria. Joy is that constant in your life that gets you through the hard times. And you can still know, you can still smile because you know God's going to get you through you can go through a hurricane hmm. and know that God has you in his hands. I was watching Jim Baker the other day and he went down to Houston to feed people. And there was this lovely little lady about so tall, Grandma, and she's out there Cooking for everybody, flipping pancakes and making food for all those people in the shelter. Huge smile on her face, just praising the Lord and doing and everybody. And she's just saying to Jim, because she usually makes everything from scratch when she's working, but there's so many people in need, he brought down his food, and she says, Oh, this stuff is good stuff. This is not, you know, this tastes good. And she's making all this stuff, and Jim's youngest boy is there helping her, and she's just full of joy. And then Jim's been talking to all these people, and he finally goes to her and he says, well, how are you doing? He just figured that, you know, she's a church member and, and 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 she's doing okay because look how she's, she says, oh, how are you? How's your house? She says, oh, it was devastating. We lost all our vehicles. The whole house was underwater. We lost everything, pictures, furniture. It was all put on my front, had to be put out on the front lawn. And he says, why are you so happy and doing it? Because serving the Lord is the best way I know how to thank him for what he's done for us. Lost everything, but she was had the joy of the Lord. Let me tell you something, what happened? Her name got submitted, I don't know what organization, her name got submitted to um, this group, and she, they would only clean up, you can testify to this, 10 feet of your yard, and when you got that, they could do that, because that's as far as the machine could grab the stuff to get in the back of the trucks, you had to move it forward, all the rest of the junk forward. She didn't know how she was gonna get all that done, just her and her daughter and grandson. She didn't know how she was gonna get all that done. All of a sudden she says, your name's been drawn, you're getting help. So she shows up at her house to work with whoever's coming. Senator Ted Cruz was there and the Speaker of the House was on her front lawn helping her move her stuff, cleaning up her yard. She says, I didn't ask for this. Why did God pick me? That was so real having the Speaker of the House there. She, she didn't think anything of Ted Cruz because that's just Ted, but... She's going, the speaker of the house is here cleaning up my front yard. And he's from Wisconsin. Come on, folks, sometimes we attack people and we forget what they do. Judge people by their actions, not what the press say. Amen, And that's what Christians do. That's what we do for each other. But you know what? The joy of the Lord gets you through those times. Your kid's going nuts. (laughs) The joy of the Lord gets you through. The bills! Oh my word. I watch my pennies. I hate it when they automatically take money out of your account to pay bills. Somebody didn't inform me that what I had to pay this month was much higher. They didn't send it to me in the mail, so I only deducted what I normally do. The wife went online and says you're overdrawn. and Fortunately, we were able to cover But I didn't like that. But you know what? And I was feeling sick this week. And that's the last thing I wanted to hear, and I didn't. I said, oh, well, whatever. You know, but the joy of the Lord didn't let me get down about it. I got to call the company and say, "Um, weren't you supposed to remind me? Cost me 30 bucks extra because of you. (laughs) I don't like that. But the Lord's taking care of it. And I go, the joy of the Lord. It's the joy of the Lord. God is so good. Where would I be without Jesus? And Jesus says, I want you to be filled with my... I want that your joy may be full. Joy came to the world with Jesus. Joy came to the world with Jesus. Galatians chapter 4. I'm going to wind down with this. Thank you, Lord. My word, I'm right next door to it. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. I'm sorry. Corey, I did that wrong. That's not right. Chapter four. Yeah, that's right. I was looking at the. I was looking at chapter five, Galatians chapter four. It's right. <laughs> She's holding her breath over there, going, oh, do he had me put the wrong one up there. It would have been my, <laughs> my fuzzy head." <laughs> you know, you, I, I know it's the Lord's presence helping me because I I wouldn't be able to do this on my own. Um, <laughs> Joy came to the world with Jesus. Galatians 4, 4 and 5. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, or in other words, Daddy. (coughs) Because of Jesus, God the Father can be our Father too. Today, make sure Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Let Him fill you with His joy. Jesus died so that you could be redeemed. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful that you want to fill us with the joy of your salvation. That our joy may be full to overflowing. We thank you, Lord, that because of you, you get us through the hard times, the difficult times, the times we don't feel hope. But Lord, you get us through. We thank you, Lord. We praise You, Jesus. Lord Jesus, I pray if there's someone who's listening to my voice who doesn't know You as Lord and Savior, they'll give You their heart today. If you're listening and you want to be saved, all you have to do is say, Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your joy, Lord. And Lord, I'll live for you each and every day. In Jesus' name. If you said that prayer with me today, know that He is now your Savior. Welcome to the family of God. So we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen.